0: Where'd you learn to talk like that? TV! We talk TV! You talk some TV? I talk some TV, and now the news. Don't touch that dial. And now, from the emerald city of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now here he is, the man that binge-watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the fifth time. Mike Sybert.
1: Hey there, folks! Before we get into our 2019 fall TV preview, I want to let you know about a few other podcasts I've been a part of recently that you might have missed. Uh, check out episode number 73 of Transformers University, where owner operator Madman behind TFU.info, Anthony Brucali, recaps the Marvel Comics adaptation of Transformers the movie from 1986. I uh, I chime in with some of my thoughts about issue number three and share a vintage clip from Autopod Decepticast. Uh, uh, That's a whole lot of fun. I was also recently a guest during episode 84 of the Unfunny Nerd Tangent with Greg, Brian, and Caleb also from the Autopod Decepticast where we talked about Metallica kind of got into their history and legacy and I have a very polarizing uh, take on one of the greatest metal albums of all time and other weirdly hot takes as well and finally I was a part of the ensemble voice cast for a recording of the second issue of Transformers Reanimated along with Aaron and Ryan from the aforementioned Autopod Decepticast along with writers Yoshi she from transmissions and Greg from unfunny nerd tangent. Um, go back a couple few episodes to learn about transformers reanimated and their thoughts on the project. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Uh, we, uh, we actually recorded on my birthday, which was a huge blast. And I wasn't at all a uh, birthday diva. Uh, but I, uh, I got to play both uh shruggy inferno and paranoid, uh, red alert, um, who are both kind of my new spirit guides. Uh, um, Um, among others, and we kind of did it kind of like a real radio play, uh, just without any of the uh, production value. Um, Anyway, you can go find all of those podcasts, Transformers University, Unfunny Nerd Tangent, Autopod Decepticast, and Transformers Reanimated, wherever you listen to your podcasts, including where you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio right now. And now,
0: here's part two of our 2019 Fall TV Preview. Heading over to Wednesday, and we're going to start uh, with a show that I didn't want to like. I didn't even want to watch. Mm. I, didn't, I, I did nothing but bash this show last year during the uh, the midseason TV preview <laughs> because this is when it came out last year, right after the uh, the football season's ended. I hate how much I like The Masked Singer. Oh, God I, damn I, I, it, Dave. I, I hate myself enough for both of us, so, so don't worry there. God I need it. Damn it, Dave. So it just, became fun to to try and figure it out. It did, and I, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I need help. I I need I need therapy of some sort, but outside of the judges guessing stupid shit like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and all yeah. these other stupid ass things that like Ken Jong and uh McCarthy or, or whatever her name is and yeah. uh fuck what's uh Alan Thickson, uh Robert, Robin Thick. I, I I will say this Joe McHale coming on there to kind of put them in their place was comedic as hell. Sure. He, he's just sitting there like, yeah, it's not him. Why are you even guessing that? What the fuck? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Sure. Uh, but no, it became uh, like must watch TV for me. And I, I hate it.
1: Well, and, and here's the thing, Dave, and you know, let we'll, we'll put this out on front street. Um, I think folks like me are becoming more and more the minority as more and more people discover it like yourself, because your your experience that you're sharing here now isn't as unique as you would think, because I've seen tons of folks that, you know, you would think would want no part of this have really kind of caught on with, uh, you know, for, for a lot of the reasons that you said, just it's like, wow, it's surprisingly great. Um, for me, it's it, it's just it's got too damn many strikes. Um, I I talked about uh being burnout on singing competition, that's strike one. I I am at a peak over it for Kenjong. I just I I can't. I I'm at uh I am at Kenjong uh burnout point. I just I, I just can't. over max capacity. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just I I got no more bandwidth for that guy. Sorry, um, and I I've never liked Jamie McCarthy. Um, e- even in like the singled out days when you know I, I was a horny teenager and was kind of told that I was supposed to. I'm like, right. no, no, you're obnoxious. So, and I mean, I I guess I don't have anything specifically bad to say about Robin Thicke and all that. But but I just. Um, I, I have a very brief story. So at, uh, oh <laughs> at, at work, uh, last week, um, cause like for the new season, uh, you know, ABC is sending out like, you know, uh, uh, press kits and, mm-hmm. and other things. And they sent a, um, a package that was about the size of like, say like a, a, a 24 by 36 poster. Uh, it was okay. a flat cardboard box. And everybody's like, what's in the box? And what's in the box? <laughs> and so it turns out it was a lot of promotional material for the Mass Singer. And then I had to endure for the remainder of the afternoon members of the promotions team at work running around in cardboard Mass Singer masks. And, oh my God. <laughs> and I I I just I I'm like and I'm like, and it was one of those things where I was like, you, you ever have these, these, uh, uh, situations where you're like needlessly grumpy and then kind of, uh, regret it later because yep. like, I was like trying to get work done and you know, they were, they were doing work also is just, they just happen to have these, these obtrusive card. I'm like, you need to get away from me with that nonsense. Yes. And, and I would say <laughs> like matter factly enough to where I'm like, Oh, Oh buddy, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean it that harshly, but also get the hell away from me with that. I, I I can't deal with it. So it's like every time I would try to make it better, I, I kept doubling down and just making <laughs> it so much worse. It's like I'm surprised I still have a job, actually, because because, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I was quite obnoxious about it, unfortunately. Um but yeah, it was just yeah, they they were just like, you know, these dumb character masks. I I don't know if they're they're characters from the last season or upcoming characters. I don't care because I'm not gonna watch it and I hate everything about it.
0: Gotcha. And uh, I wish I was still with you there. I have been uh infected with the virus that is a mass singer, so sure. please pray for me out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Send your 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 uh uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yes,
0: thank you. So. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the mass singer is going to be uh, on an eight-hour uh, show, and that's going to lead into a new drama? Question mark. Question mark. Uh, called uh, almost family. I kind of want to see this. The more I see previews of it, I am more and more inclined to watch. Oh, uh, th-
1: this is this is like the uh, the the crooked fertility doctor. Uh, yes. one right okay
0: yes uh emily Osmond's in it she's basically uh a drug addicted former teenager probably a portrayed a teenager because that's what we do in tv <laughs> <laughs> um, r.i.p uh, luke perry <laughs> yes uh, but Damn. the uh the the girl that played chloe in pitch perfect i can't remember her name i think it's Brittany snow is in it sure. um there, there's a few other stars in this and it I don't know how many how long of legs it has because I'm sure there's always so much they could do with this um, this kind of story. But uh, if it's only around for a season, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, well, and and um, I I think it's one of those concept shows that uh well well first of all like the the concept of it is like there's this uh, fertility doctor that turns out was using his own baby batter the entire time. And, uh, basically like, you know, all of these folks figure out that they're all related. And it seems to me that like every week it's like, you know, you'll have like this core group of characters and then like every week they meet somebody new, you know, that that's also like a sibling of theirs or something like that. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, um i I agree with you, and I think i'm gonna check it out also it It looks you know i i i could probably find some space for some uh, a misfit family drama you know it's like uh you know kind of like found families and things like that and i'm i i'm cool with that but i i suppose as a as a concept you could go as long as you want you know because it's not like there's like a set number or anything like that it's like oh we'll just keep finding more siblings every week or something
0: yep. yeah kind of kind of that's the thing yeah that that's the thing i don't know like how long of legs it has and how many times you can repeat that story before it becomes too old like there, there would have to be a payoff at some point i would think of what's going to happen to this this douchebag that you uh, his own baby batter like you said right right there well, has I, to be some comeuppance in this at some point i would think <laughs> Well, and
1: i i would imagine that's probably a lot of the dramatic meat as well it's probably there's there's going to be like some courtroom drama and i bet you there's going to be like a a season one cliffhanger where like it's about to be delivered a verdict and then he's like you know, uh, uh, you know, like not guilty or something like that. And there's some kind of other legislative stuff or no, there, there's, there's, um, there, there's, uh, uh, logistical problems, uh, during the trial, like some like mm-hmm. evidence goes missing. So like, so like the, the team of siblings has to go find the evidence or something like that. I don't know why I'm building this show. I'm turning <laughs> this into a Scooby-Doo episode, but, um, uh, but no. yeah, no, I, I could, it, it it seems like if they if they want to create dramatic tension there's there's ways there's ways they can continue to do it without it getting old i guess
0: I just had this uh, this image of a scene where it was found out that he replaced uh, the evidence with somebody else's evidence. and Oh, that could have been really- <laughs> oh I
1: like that. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, I I like this version of of the show that we've created. But yes. but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you. I, I, I think this this looks OK. It would be it would be interesting to give it a spin to at least uh, see what it's about.
0: Uh, We won't spend too long on the uh, NBC-CBS as not much has changed over there. Uh, It's still Chicago Night on NBC, Med, Fire, and PD, respectively. Um, And then over on CBS, uh, Survivor Returns, followed Mm -hmm. by uh, Angel on SEAL Team and SWAT.
1: Ah, very good. So I... I, uh, I like SWAT quite a bit, uh, that, that was, that was one that really surprised me and I, I, I've lost track of the various episodes where I've talked about that, but yeah, it's, uh, um, I like it cause it, it's one of those ones where, you know, I, I was talking pretty harshly about all rise earlier about, you know, kind of trying to do, you know, trying to say something and things like that, but, um, where I think SWAT succeeds is that it uses its Los Angeles setting to uh, tell stories that are unique to that, you know, that are also topical. You know, they they had, you know, they, they, they did a immigrant kids in cages episode and, you know, so, you know, all of like kind of like the hot topics of the of the day, but. It always feels organic and not necessarily ham-fisted because of, you know, the uh, the diverse cast and the Los Angeles setting, and I think it works pretty well but more importantly than any of that it does not skimp on the action it it is a pretty action-packed show and my my favorite aspects of it is um because like in season one it got a little ropey where they're like trying to do like detective work and trying to like solve crimes they they kind of crack that nut and it's like oh no this is a SWAT team so so now that it, it's really focusing on like uh, uh specialized tactics and um, I I'm a sucker for whenever I see like a lineup of like uh, uh, five folks going to like bust in a house and they're communicating in like hand signals and stuff. And
0: yes. Like,
1: <laughs> you know, I, 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 I love all that stuff. Um, right? So, so there's a lot of that, like a lot of like coordinated uh, uh, breaches and, and again, a lot of like, you know, skilled, uh, Uh, skilled attacks um, that that I really like. Um, It's a it's a good show. Um, Now, um, I also uh, have a have a quick uh, button on Survivor. I um, much like a lot of these other CBS programs that I have been watching uh, uh, for longer than than a lot of folks have been alive. um, uh, (laughs) I'm kind of I'm uh, Survivor is one of those shows where it's like I'm not hate watching it, but. I I know it's best days are behind it and a lot of like the latter seasons get really gimmicky like in terms of like you know uh you know just uh, uh like there there's like an exile island or something like that where you know like like they did um they they did this weird thing uh last season where nobody actually technically got sent home until, like, towards the end. So you got voted out of the tribe, but then you had to go live on Exile Island with all the other people that got voted off. Uh, so, and and it was weird. It was fine. It was whatever. But uh, the thing I wanted to mention about this upcoming season, and I don't know how to feel about it, you have... Um, at, at this point and I don't know what season number it is I would guess it'd be over 30 probably like 32 or 33 but oh easily <laughs> um, but but they've brought back um, uh, two of the more uh, notorious players um, uh, Boston Rob and uh, Sandra uh, both of them have won the game I think at least a couple times and but instead of them, uh, playing the game they are serving basically as like coaches and mentors for like the new survivors which I think is kind of okay because I uh, where where I think survivor really kind of loses me is when you dig up like some old people from like season two or season three they're like oh we're gonna see this guy out here and now he's aged 20 years mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing and it's like I don't I'm not so much into that, but I do. I I'm kind of intrigued by this new mentor dynamic because I, I said like when Boston Rob won like 15 years ago, I was like, now I don't need to see that guy play the game ever again. And it's like, hey, man, Boston Rob is back. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> but he's uh,
0: coaching somebody through the game.
1: Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? That's.
0: That's kind of interesting.
1: That's kind <laughs> of intriguing. And yeah. I I don't know if this is just for the commercials. I I hope it's not, but like in in the commercials they show giant uh uh kind of ink and Mayan uh giant statues of the faces of these two folks. So you have like a giant Boston Rob face and a giant Sandra face. And it is so like ridiculous and corny looking. I think it's just there for the publicity and the commercials. But if it's really there and they built that shit on the Island, I, that's, that's gonna crack me the hell up. I'll, I'll have to <laughs> send you a picture of it because it is, it is, uh, um, uh crazy crazy indulgent but i uh I, i'm kind of looking forward to it it's like you know it's uh it, it's it's a new gimmick that we haven't seen
0: before yeah now uh what if i told you this was uh season 40 40 oh jesus of survivor
1: uh you know what i would have <laughs> well and that honestly that that kind of um because, like, for like the, the uh, anniversary type ones, they try to do something "quote unquote" special. So, right. I, I bet you that's what they're doing here. Um, you know, with, with uh, the the um, uh, coaching aspect. Um, and I I I don't really get deep into Survivor in terms of like you know looking ahead of time um you know to see like who's in the cast if there's any returning players or anything like that so i uh, aside from the um uh what am i trying to say as aside from like the the coaches i don't know anything else so i don't know if it's it's other returning players or not but yeah i mean i I could see something like this for season 40 why not Mm mm-hmm
0: uh, and then wrapping up the Wednesday night on network TV is the ABC lineup. Uh, Goldbirds a uh, back to back in the right order, uh, followed by the final season of Modern Family. I believe it's the final season, uh, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's my understanding. And you know what? That's that's a show that, you know, they they've banked up more than enough episodes to be uh, have a pretty deep syndication bench. So I, I think it's just kind of time. It's time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um followed that is the show that I have no idea how it got past episode 1 because it was that horrible uh single parents with uh, Brad Garrett and other people. Barf. It don't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I tried to watch a uh, part of an episode. Oh no, it was like I I think maybe last year it was like the lead-in to Goldberg's maybe. Um so I saw nope. like the
0: no, it led into uh, a million little things, which is the only reason why I watched it. At that's the time. <laughs> right.
1: That's right. My mistake. Thank you for uh, <laughs> sharpshooting me on that. But yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, no. So like, so like the five minutes I would see would be like, no, nah, this is this is not good.
0: Yeah, it, it's Brad Garrett being Brad Garrett. He's just asking what Raven is. I'm sure.
1: Raven. <laughs> <Day. laughs>
0: I bet I his wife made him a sandwich and he hated it. He didn't say anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's, uh, I, I yeah. love it. I love it.
0: It, it. It's, it's just not a good premise and how it got a second season, especially when ABC is for, for lack of a better term with ABC being as weak as it was, or, or at least when we, what we considered weak last year, it, it, uh, produce some knockout home runs but to have that come back it, it, it puzzles me
1: <laughs> yeah and and i wonder if it's just um uh i i don't know if they they just need to fill a spot
0: that might be all it is because they they might not have had anything else yet uh yeah that's 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 a good i guess reason it might sure. be
1: it might be <laughs> ironically enough more cost effective to uh uh continue an existing show rather than to green light um you know one of the other pilots you know maybe like some of the other pilots during uh uh, pilot season just would have been too expensive who who could know tv
0: is weird i I mean they did have a perfectly good show it was an hour long yes but they did have a perfectly good show that they didn't want to bring back that they could have put there just just saying must be Cavalier. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> god damn it, Dave.
0: Just saying. Oh my
1: god, why why do you guys like that show so much? I don't no, understand. Don't.
0: I, I don't know, understand. But I, I need it. <laughs>
1: It's so weird because like the, the, cause I, I've seen like, you know, the, the hashtags and kind of the social media movement. And it reminds me of the, uh, the knuckleheads. I don't know anything about this show either, but there, there was a show on sci-fi called like Winona Earp or something like that.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and, and those people like, and it really pissed me off because like, um, apparently, um, IDW comics is like, a parent company with uh oh no i'm sorry i know what it is i think like the the television show was on sci-fi and it was based upon a uh comic book from idw comics which also publishes transformers and gi joe and a, a couple other things so basically like whenever they would um uh idw would uh, put out a tweet with like a preview image of like, hey, this is what's coming up in the new issue of Transformers. Inevitably, like the first half dozen comments would be like, hash brown, where's Winona, and like all these dumb Winona herb gifts. And uh-huh. it it was, I mean, just. I, I think there was a, like a lot of like robo spamming to where it's like, I think you can you can set up a bot to uh specifically tweet something whenever something from like a certain account comes up or a certain keyword comes up um so yeah so a lot of it was like automated and uh creators were getting pissed fans were getting pissed and really what it was is like well you know if uh if if we're obnoxious about it they'll have no choice but to renew this uh this uh um television program on a completely different network that has nothing to do with the comics publishing arm. And, and the thing that really pisses me off is apparently they did end up getting another season um, (laughs) of that show, which, which almost validates that and tells it says that that works. I don't know, but I just know it was fucking obnoxious and I just uh so yeah, so when so when I see like these 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 whiskey knuckleheads out there, I'm very much reminded of that. Sorry for the sermon. That was a really long story, but uh yeah, it's just I don't know. I I I am not a fan of um uh of spamming type of uh type of things to get attention. I d- I I don't know. I'm a weirdo that way. Just a grump.
0: Uh- that is fair, but uh, Whiskey Cavalier does need to come back. Hashtag Whiskey Cavalier. Hashtag Ray was wrong. <laughs> but no. Um... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> God damn it, Dave. Uh, God well, damn let's, it, Dave. Let's move into another hour-long uh, action show that I think will be good probably a lot better than what Cavalier, heard. if I'm completely honest huh. uh Stump, Stumptown uh starring Colby Smolders.
1: Yes, let's this talk about Stumptown. So, yes. yeah, so I um you know last year we we kind of picked what, you know, what what like we were most looking forward to and uh basically uh, uh, Stumptown is my lock of the season. It is my most anticipated show. Um, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And the thing that I, and it's interesting because, like, um, in, in between the time we tried to have this conversation earlier, um, a couple of weeks ago and now is that, um, uh, so, so Stumptown is based upon a, a series of graphic novels, of uh, comic books, uh, uh, written by a noted uh, crime fiction writer, Greg Rucca, and uh, art done by Matthew Southworth. It was put out by Oni Press. Um, and a lot of folks had no idea that this series is based on a series of comic books. And, um, and but what I've noticed in like the last oh I don't know a uh, week or so, uh, there seems to be more and more awareness about that that you know because I I I'm seeing like uh uh pictures of the comic book being shared like on social media kind of like like side by side cast comparisons and and things like that. So like uh for example uh um uh Kobe Smothers is is a smolders smothers i don't remember i'm kobe smolders smolders i'll get it right one of these days today is not that day anyway she's she's a dead ringer for the uh for the comics character in a way that you don't get to see too often where it's like i mean it's so weird how uncanny the the resemblance is but anyway it's it's a you know it it, it's the comic is is exactly what uh we're kind of shown in uh in the commercials, you know. Uh she's kind of like a hard driving, hard drinking uh uh private detective and it's you know it's her uh her adventures in Portland and um uh just recently uh this uh this last weekend they had kind of like a premiere of sorts uh at the uh Rose City Comic Con. Um, and, and they had like members of the cast and the creative team for the comic. Um, and it, and it was, it looked like it was really quite the thing. I'm, I'm kind of bummed, uh, that I didn't make it down there. I was working. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it looked like it was really cool. And, uh, the thing that, that I'm excited about the most is that, um, it seems to be there's a lot of appeal and support for the show. Uh, just because it looks fun, you know, and it and does. and um, and like it being based on a uh, comic is kind of really secondary because I don't know if I've even seen that in any of uh, the commercials. And you would think that like in our current comic book, crazy climate, um, you know, you would you would think it would be based on the best selling comic book. Um, and, and that's nowhere in there, which is, which again is, is really odd. And, um, and for me at least, it, it and it's kind of funny because, you know, I was just kind of singing its praises, but it's, uh, uh, Stumptown for me is the greatest comic book I've never read. Um, it's, uh, it's for some reason it, it, um, it just wasn't on my radar when it first came around. Um, and um, I, you know, there, there's only a couple other comic books that I can think of more that have been uh, tried to be hard sell, hard sold to me multiple times by multiple different people. They're like, oh, you got to read this. Oh, you got to read this. And for whatever reason, I just never got into it because I <laughs> I um, I, I like crime comics. So it's like, so, uh, uh, criminal is, is one of my favorite, uh, current comic books, uh, uh, written by a Brubaker, uh, art by Sean Phillips. It's, 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 it's great crime fiction. And this is kind of in that, in that same mold and same tradition, but for whatever reason, I just came to it, uh, too late. It was, um, um, so, so it's a comic series that isn't currently being published. It was, uh, Um, there's, I, I want to say like maybe four volumes of it, uh, came out around, uh, uh, 2015, I think is when, uh, when the, um, it, it was a series of mini series basically. And it's, it's since been collected, you know, I, I would imagine with the show out now, you could probably, uh, go out and get the collected editions and trade paperbacks. I think there's only four volumes of it. Uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, and, and I think, I think there's uh um with the show coming out there's there's a really great opportunity, um to uh to check it out because it's uh, uh again it looks the show looks great and if it if it um sells some more comic books from five years ago so much the better I I, I think it's awesome.
0: There you go, and that that's your uh, lock of the lock of the year for uh, your most anticipated show.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. I mean, you know, I I think even just from like. The very first teaser, uh, that that you know they showed on on TV, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be something, something special and something different. And, um, and and, and I think I, I think we talked about this previously. It's like this this looks like the show that I personally, because I I know we kind of um uh you know kind of divide on it a little bit, but uh, this is the show that I wish whiskey cavalier was Ah. that kind of thing because like it just it just never did it for me and arguably maybe i didn't give it enough of a chance though i think four episodes is plenty of a chance just one guy talking but um
0: but anyway yeah no give it a chance (laughs) i gave it four episodes dave (laughs) yes that that is a chance and i I do appreciate that (laughs) but uh i hate saying this because i usually give up by them but season or uh, episode six was when it hit its stride. It, it really started all coming together around episode six. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't have taken that long uh, admittedly, but it did all kind of come together after that. Sure. But, but, uh, that, that's the ABC lineup for Wednesday, uh, over on the C dub Riverdale, uh, continuing, uh, after the loss of Luke Perry, I guess they're going to do some sort of tribute to him in the first episode. Uh, basically like, uh, he died off season, and they yeah. visit it more, and then proceed with storylines from there.
1: Yeah, pro- probably like a tragic car crash or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Uh, and that's going to be on at eight o'clock, uh, followed by uh, the debuting Nancy Drew adaptation TV show. Which, uh, <laughs> cool, I guess. You know what? I it, mean,
1: it's fine. <laughs> in well, in in a world where they've made Archie work. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's on the C dub, so it's, it's gonna have that, that CW, uh, sensibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 as a concept, I don't have a problem with it because, because yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I just, I, I, I've got like this weird feeling that like, if this takes off. You know, you you've got a kind of like a built-in uh uh spinoff uh, crossover possibilities. You know, you could start bringing in the Hardy Boys, for example. Yep. You oh, know, the and... Baby
0: service Club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Why not get them all? Get them all in there. Get yeah. all these pre yeah. uh, preteen teeny boppers. Yes. And make them, make them uh, teen angst shows. Yeah, it, it, it's it's <laughs> the
1: it's the elementary school uh paperback Scholastic book expanded universe. I love it.
0: And you they, know, on, on a side note, I would, I'm both f- amazingly frightened and incredibly intrigued if today's CW did a uh, Goosebump series.
1: You know what? There's <laughs> yeah. meat on that bone. Yep. I mean
0: like said, I, I'm intrigued amazingly, but I'm also scared because Teen Angs. Oh, sure. Being soaked into it, but I think it could work in a weird way.
1: Yeah, interesting. And, you know, I I almost went into uh, that weird breath that I took was me almost going into my weird rant about Archie. But I remember we covered this either last year or year before or whatever, where like I there there was a series of Archie comics that were set in contemporary times, but still kind of kept like the same. Uh, kind of core of who the Archies were, and it was really, really good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, so yeah, I and I and then I wasn't as excited about Riverdale because it's like, well, uh, it's like, can't they just do this new comic book because it's really great? But from what I understand, is uh, Riverdale decided to get pretty good, and apparently, yeah. like, people like it a lot, so so. In, in a roundabout way, I think if they kind of do that same type of treatment that resonates with a new audience, if you do that with Nancy Drew, sh- shoot, why not?
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for Network TV on Wednesdays. A uh, couple notes on cable. Uh, FXX has season 14 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia debuting uh, next week. Uh, Comedy Central has season 23 of South Park. Good um, Lord. Looks like it's going to be a... Uh, Another interesting season <laughs> compared to the last couple. It, it's been hitting its stride again. And if if you watched it back in the day, they're going back to the "we're going to offend everybody" mentality, no matter what. <laughs> um, WGN. Uh, now this one has a, a couple bits of news. Now uh, mm-hmm. they're still going to be showing Dogs Most Wanted, even with uh, Beth in the last few episodes that she, that she was in before she passed. Yeah. Um, but on the theme of breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Chapman dog uh, apparently had a heart attack uh, today and was rushed to the hospital. Uh, thoughts were with him. Hopefully, he can uh, recover and come back strong.
1: Like, like, really, like, like today, like before yep. we started recording,
0: like this morning, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So so it.
1: full disclosure, we're recording on Monday night, just just yes. for context. But wow. Yeah, had, wow.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. He had uh, apparently a heart attack. Uh, he's under uh, emergency care. I haven't seen updates since then. So hopefully this is a uh, no further news is good news and they're able to get him through it. OK. And it's only what, three months since uh, his wife passed away. Something hey, like that. Hopefully for a speedy recovery and come back stronger than ever.
1: Yeah, and and we we weren't sure of this at at the time, but apparently, uh, it's it's gonna go full on and incorporate uh uh Beth Beth's last days into the plot of Dogs Most Wanted, and that's uh that that's interesting. I I might have to watch. You know, it's like I uh I you know I. I, I have this weird affinity, and maybe because like I'm I'm a Star Wars fan, and Boba Fett is my favorite Star Wars character. I have right. this bizarre affinity for bounty hunters, or at least what <laughs> what the the fiction depicts as bounty hunters. Now it turns right. out that like actual bounty hunting is not nearly as exciting as as Boba Fett zooming around in cool armor and a jetpack, but uh, but I don't know. I I watched maybe a little too much of dog, the bounty hunter when it, when it first came out, just like you, like, you know, skirting people in the eyes with pepper spray and stuff. It was, it was great. And then I realized it was the same episode over and over and over. And I just, I, I got bored of it. Um, so I, I haven't, I haven't watched any of the more, uh, contemporary, uh, series because I, I know it's gone through a couple of different iterations over, over the last several years, but, um, but yeah, I I might have to I might have to give this a watch just to just to um just to see what it's like and see see how the how that tragedy is handled and and yeah, like you said, Dave, you know, uh uh, uh thoughts and prayers with the uh, the Chapman family and hope uh hope for uh a speedy recovery for uh, for the old dog there.
0: Definitely. Um and then over on FX, uh I don't know what season it is for the uh, American horror story franchise but yeah i'm not i i'm not into these but this one looks interesting just because of the uh the callbacks uh it's american horror story 1984 and it looks like it's kind of built around the slasher like friday the 13th jason yeah. uh halloween type movies of the 80s and it might it might have grabbed me with some of the previews i have seen
1: yeah, and, and and like you, I I haven't watched a minute of it. Um no. uh, of any of it. Uh, but the thing that I also understand though is that these individual themed seasons are relatively self-contained. There I mean there's like, you know, story elements and characters and obviously actors. I mean that that's that's kind of the gimmick of American horror story is that like basically it's the same cast but they play different characters every season. And you know, sometimes there's threads that kind of go through. Um, this is all second and third hand knowledge. I don't know a damn thing about the show, but um, yeah, I agree with you. It's like with the the 80 uh, um, slasher motif, i I might have to at least uh, click over to it to see what it's doing uh, just to, just to see what it's like.
0: I mean, the previews show like all the the 80s slasher tropes, the uh, the girl and the guy in the car at the lake, uh, people at camp, uh, people going into dark rooms, calling out like an idiot. Hello. Are you there? Who's there? Don't don't call out you fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) But it's everything uh, from the 80s movies. And I I think I'm here for it. I'm not going to lie. I. my, my best friend, uh, Misty, she's like incredibly devoted to the series as a whole. I, like you said, I don't know if we can call it a quote-unquote series because it's not co- uh, continuous. But she, she's a big fan and has said nothing but good things about it. So this might be my introduction. And if, if it grabs me, I might go check out past uh, cool. seasons just to see what they're like. You've heard what Mike thinks. Now tell him what you think on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mike Cyber Radio. Uh, so let's go ahead and go over to Thursday. Uh, Fox is going to be in rerun hell for another uh, couple weeks before they get the uh, the NFL uh, Thursday night games going on there. So nothing else going on in the Fox world, mm-hmm. which opens things up for a ton of new shows, both on NBC and CBS. We'll get to yeah. those in a minute. Let's go ahead and hit the classics with uh, ABC uh, season what seventeen, eighteen of Grey's Anatomy, where nobody's left except Grey. <laughs> yeah, you and know what? And they have two more seasons coming up after this too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it's it's one of those things to where I don't know who is more tired: the audience or the cast or the writers. But it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of like the I I would imagine that it's very similar to the the NCIS theme that I was talking about earlier and that you know it's it's meat and potatoes it's comfort food and you know i and it's funny because like i've encountered folks that say they like it but they can't necessarily articulate why they like it yeah. um So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, who are we doing this for? You know, it's, yeah, it's like, everybody's just kind of going, I you know, it's almost zombie-like, you know, it's almost like the, the, uh, the zombies specifically in Dawn of the Dead, where they're just roaming around the mall because that's what they did when they were living. And it's just like, that's, that's all you know how to do is just do, it's like, just watch Grey's Anatomy or just act in Grey's Anatomy and Grey's Anatomy. (laughs)
0: uh yes, uh following that is uh was my stone cold lock uh of the year last year, a yeah, um, million little things, and you know what was great about our locks last year, like our our uh most anticipated shows mm-hmm. was we both watched each other's yeah and and fell in love with them in our own ways, mm-hmm. not for the same reasons that. Like I didn't fall in love with the rookie for the same reasons you did. You didn't fall in love with the little things for the same reasons I did. Quite so. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I I agree. And that and that was a lot of fun to uh, revisit those and talk about that and yeah, get super into it. Um, unfortunately, though, I I don't I don't know if we've got something like that uh, this year because I I know you and I are probably about equally hyped for Stumptown, but. That's really kind of it.
0: Uh, I, I have one that may surprise you. We'll we'll oh. see here in a minute. I'm not so. watching the
1: Mass Singer, Dave. I'm not doing
0: it. No, no not... uh, we'll we'll get to we'll get to <laughs> my uh, my lock here in a few. So all right, very uh, good. It, it, it's it's upcoming. It's upcoming. All but but right. uh, I a mean, little things like the and we talked about this in the uh, the the TV recap episode. The way they incorporated certain things into the show and it didn't reveal itself until certain points, but still left enough questions to have a story. Yeah. I, I the, the writing to me was off the charts. Sure. Like, like the way they did it was just, and they're touching on this subject of, uh, of not only depression and, uh, suicide thoughts, but also survivor's guilt with John, uh, not being on the plane that hit the tower. Yeah. Uh, invoking the, the nine 11 connection. um, just the 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 whole Eddie and uh, John Zet's wife dynamic. Can't remember her name off the top of my head now, but that that whole dynamic, how everybody's affected by everything just because of this one man being in their life. Well done. They deserve all of the awards. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I get where you're coming from, and I I wouldn't take anything away from that, and because I, I I I know. I know you love the show and I I like it as well. I like it quite a lot. But I and and we discussed this in our, in our previous episode as well, but my fear is that the show is uh perhaps becoming too elaborate in that like, you know, it's too big and maybe too overwritten. But but you said something it, it just now that made me think about it from a a slightly different perspective in that, you know, all of the uh, little connections and things like Mm -hmm. that, and, you know and and it, it's really kind of there in in the title it is a million little things and i guess maybe i'm just late to the party and i just now figured that out so maybe i just need to chill the hell out but um but yeah it's like you know we we it, we were we were kind of polarized on on the uh, revelations of uh, uh the last couple episodes um i i thought maybe it was a little too big of a swing when we're when we're bringing 911 into this uh, Uh, into this uh, uh, intimate uh, story about uh, friendship and suicide and all of that other stuff. And I'm like, "Eh, that's too big because I, again, the, the thing that, that, that really spoke to me is how, um adult friendships are handled in, in with with a maturity and deftness that I don't think I've seen before and that and that really clicked with me in a big bad way so maybe it's just what I personally want for my experience because I'm just like give me more of that less of that other stuff more of this but
0: and and, and see I, I get where you're coming from but what what hit me was you, you we've we've seen shows about depression. We've seen shows about uh, suicide, suicide prevention, like being there for each other. I don't recall a drama or any movie, really, even not, not just TV, but movie, dealing with survivor's guilt like this. Yeah. Because that is something that isn't talked about in, in that in that line of depression or in that line of, of um, anything like that, any kind of medical uh, diagnosis. But that's something that I thought was well done for what it was. Like them bouncing back and forth between John at the airport with the guys, and then bouncing back and forth between that and him in Boston that morning. Sure, Uh, it was so seamless, and like I didn't even get it. And then all all of a sudden, he can't get on the plane. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then the plane's pulling out, and it's United on the side. I'm like, oh, like it hit me right there. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then his friends on there, it's like, oh, no, I see where they're going. Tears, like everything, everything yeah. came out there. that is like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. good show. <laughs> I, I get you.
1: And I just I, I guess for all of our sakes, I, I'm just I, I just hope that they that they don't overdo it, that they don't reach too far and and inadvertently jump a shark.
0: Yeah, and that is a fear. I know uh, last year you called uh, a you were afraid of a sophomore slump with the Orville. Yeah, which we'll get to that later on. Um, I, it sounds like you might be putting your sophomore slump on this one. Yes, definitely. And, and
1: in in a way that I'm not afraid of sophomore slump for rookie for whatever reason. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I I just yeah I I because I I feel like the response has been so universal okay well let me ask you this so so you're you're a fan of this is us right yep you know so so the other uh or the the name brand grief porn show yes um (laughs) how 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 is that second
0: season second season uh built on the first season quite well actually they uh they explore they they developed more of the the relationships that spawn from the first season. Uh I know you haven't watched any uh really any of it, but right. uh Randall, the the one that was adopted into the family, found his real father. That's how it started. Um he later on he later passed on, but that developed more from Randall out of his character as well as his families. That also brought like the other the two uh the brother and the sister together with him more but then that also spawned their relationships and their problems. Like it all branched out from a lot of things. And I, I kind of see the same thing going with this, especially with how they left the, the season finale on million little things with, um, a kid that she didn't know about, Mm -hmm. uh, being involved. Um, that kid also having, uh, communications, with, um, uh, oh my guy, I can't remember, uh, his name Rome, Oh uh, yeah, with yeah. Rome, uh, about the, the whole, that, that interaction in the hospital with them. Like they've built stuff for season two. I'm not afraid of a sophomore slump, probably in the way you're not afraid of a sophomore slump for the rookie.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's fair and accurate for sure. Um, I'm still going to watch. I mean, it's still, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a great show. I really like it. And 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 again, um, I like it uh, in ways that I never would have anticipated. It's like, no, this oh, yeah. this is legit it, it hit, really
0: good. It hits you out of nowhere with a lot of the feels. <laughs>
1: yep, yep, for sure.
0: Um, and I know I beat this dead horse, but uh, I'm going back and rewatching Psych on Amazon Prime and uh, to see the difference in James Roday from Psych to um, tell me a little things. Like you saw glimpses of that in a few episodes of psych, m- sure. namely the, uh, the yin and yang episodes where he's getting a little more serious, not goofy psychic and all that, but you saw glimpses of it, but now it's on full display on this show. And it's like, Oh my God, this, this guy book him in more stuff. Like, Get him doing more characters because he's good. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and what were we talking about earlier about comedic actors, you know, kind of uh, lending themselves very easily to drama. You know, it's yep. and that, that's exactly what we're talking about.
0: Right. Well, he has the timing down. He has yeah. everything down. So uh, but no little things on nine on ABC that leads into uh, them still getting away with murder. Don't know how they've been caught yet. I'll make that joke until that show goes away because (laughs) good God, how is this still on?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You think they would have gotten caught by now? I don't understand.
0: You think so? so? But no. Uh, But that's the ABC lineup for Thursdays uh, over on the C-dub the 14th and final season of Supernatural is going to be on there at eight followed by uh, Legacy is the spinoff from Vampire Diaries and the, uh, the originals. Gotcha. Um, don't need to talk about those that I, much. I, I literally have those. nothing to say.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll let you pick because there's a slew of new shows. Oh, on both these Networks. Uh, do you want to go CBS or NBC first?
1: Uh, let's talk about CBS.
0: Oh, goody. Because this has quite possibly the exact opposite of my lock of the year <laughs> oh, coming yeah. up here. But we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, we get another season of Young Sheldon now that the Big Bang Theory is all done with. Yay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder how that's going to do because, like, I, I, I forget. Do you, do you remember off the top of your head which one was the lead in and which one? Uh, Big,
0: Big Bang and into Young Sheldon.
1: Oh, so yeah. So now with the loss of that, I wonder if Young Sheldon is going to be able to stand on its own or if, um, You know, people are going to hang out for it.
0: Um, And and it's the lead into their block for the night. So that's that's a whole nother pressure on it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's that's maybe a little too much to ask of a sophomore show. Um, You know, I don't like the show, but that's just me because I don't especially like Big Bang Theory. I don't especially like that character. And I just, you know, it's not for me. So
0: it, it's people swear by it. People love it. Cool. Sure. You guys enjoy it. Not for me. <laughs>
1: exactly. I, I can I can be, I I can be live and let live about it. But um, I I do think that perhaps it's a disservice to ask this show in its second season to do that much.
0: It is. Um, following young children is a, one of the new episodes. There's three new shows on CBS. This is the first one. And I am not here for this. Uh, the unicorn starring Walt, Walton Goggins. Yeah. as, As a, uh, widower who after a year is trying to be pressured into dating and he's not ready, but he's like the perfect dad. I have lots of issues with this, namely the casting. I, I don't okay. see him as that kind of character.
1: Well, yeah, and that and that's the thing too, because uh, I I I think Walton Goggins is a, a terrific actor uh, given the right material. Um, he's generally the villain so like you know he uh uh he's fantastic in the shield um and you know he he was the the uh he was on justified he's great there um he was in the the villain in that tomb raider reboot um Mm -hmm. you know he's not what's wrong with that movie um but yeah no no, and and so like here he's he's playing against type for seemingly no reason it's like i don't I mean I I I guess I can understand the concept of the show you know the the reluctant widower where he's you know got got kids and neighbors they're trying to you know uh, uh, get him back to fucking I guess cuz that's yeah. all it is it's like I they, they they everybody is so invested in in this dude getting some and I just I I don't understand that I mean especially like with the kids and stuff it's like it's like yeah, it's weird to see young kids like, "Yeah man, yeah dad, you got to get back to fucking." And it's just yeah. I mean, actually it, I'd, I I'd watch that show. If you, if you got like a <laughs> you got like a like one of them foul-mouthed uh, Stranger Things kids, you know, saying like, "When are you going to get to fucking?" I right. I haven't swore nearly enough on this podcast and and I know that folks have long since tuned out, so I'm just I'm just going to swear it up. I just like saying fucking. Uh but anyway, no, I just I don't I I, I don't understand the casting like you said and yeah I mean it's like would this show work if if this is the Billy Gardell show or or like a Kevin James or something like that Um, I I don't understand the texture uh, or or vibe that they're going for with with bringing in Walton Goggins I just I, I, I can't wrap my head around it.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, But that's at the 8.30 slot, following up at 9 is Mom, another season of that. Oh, sure. (sighs) And then at 9.30, I don't know what the fuck (laughs) CBS is doing or thinking. I don't know how this got past any screening. (laughs) I don't know how this got past anybody in the Columbia Broadcasting Systems uh, building. (laughs) What the fuck is Carol's second act? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're really upset about this program i, 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 I hate
0: this program already and i've only seen one spot for it
1: oh yeah it's like why 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 are you so mad T- tell this me is- tell me a story what 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 is it about uh, Pat- uh patricia heaton as as a a uh nursing intern uh what 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 upsets you so much about that oh it's so- oh i bet you it's the Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, Raymond! Anyway, sorry, <laughs> trampling all over you.
0: So, this has some names in it: Patricia Heaton, sure. Ashley Tisdale, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, among others. But so when I first started watching this trailer, I thought it was like she was having a dream sequence or a flashback or, or a fast forward type thing where she was in this over-the-top sitcom with its extraordinary laugh tracks and. And, uh, like way over the top storylines. Like you would think it would be JD's dream sequence from that episode of scrubs where, uh, the producer of happy days and the character was in a coma. And (laughs) you know, the episode I'm talking about, I hope if you have, if you've seen that show,
1: Nope, but that's all right.
0: Well, if the listeners have, you, you know it, but exactly (laughs) it's fine. And then it kept going like that. And then it kept going like that. I'm like, Oh shit, this is the show. No, to get. I, I had to turn off the damn thing because it annoyed me that much. This, this is not going to survive past episode one. I hope. There is absolutely nothing redeeming about this show at all. It is over the top. It's they're trying to be scrubs, but even more wackier and crazier, from what I could tell from this uh, this trailer, and I am the farthest from it as I can possibly be clearly my soul cold lock for worst show of the year. (laughs) If it survives.
1: Very good. Well, I, I don't have much to add. Um, I, I, for some reason that I can't explain rationally, I'm not as repelled by it, by as, as much as you are, I'm not going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, um, yeah, I I I saw one of I saw one of the previews the other day and and I thought about it from an angle I hadn't thought of and it kind of made me nauseous. Um in, in a weird way, this is this is kind of the rookie for uh for like, you know, medical comedies because Aww. because it's the same type of thing, you know, it's like you got, you know, you got the the um you know, older person coming in and hanging out with the young people. Uh, but again, this is more for comedy than drama. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, it it it's pretty cringy, and I, I don't know. I I I feel like there there's maybe a version of this that has some meat on the bone. I don't think it's this. I mean, because you you can you can do a a workplace comedy where it's like a a fish out of water type um again like like you know somebody's second career like like again like the rookie or something like mm-hmm. that but and and have it interplay with um you know older folks with younger folks and 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 i think there's some comedy there but i don't think it's this but no. Um, and, 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 and I think the, the more I'm chatting with you about this, I think uh, another thing that, that's kind of crystallizing for me uh, about, about why this, uh, this bothers you so much is, you know, you, you were a huge fan of scrubs, right?
0: I was, yeah, still am. So it's except for season nine, that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I was going to say, I, I think then that, that any, uh, kind of workplace style, a uh, uh, medical related comedy probably already has an uphill battle. I mean, it's like any, any kind of like, yeah, like any hospital sitcom-y type thing is going to get that inevitable comparison to scrubs. And I don't think it would ever be able to live up.
0: That That's a fair comparison. And I would 100% agree with that. But this was just the preview. I saw, I saw the extended trailer, the like a little two minute preview thing it was just so over the top. Like, yeah, even, even the look of it made it look like it was like a dream sequence all the whole time. That, like I said, I, I thought that's what it was. And then she would wake up and have to go to a hospital and get run down by a Dr. Cox type character. Yeah. That didn't happen. It just kept going. And it kept going. And it was like, okay, to me, it was too bubbly. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. That, that preview. Oh yeah. For yeah. medical, for a med- even for a medical comedy too bubbly
1: yeah way way too whimsical for sure i i i agree i agree and yeah i i want no part of it i i was really just kind of trying to uh uh diagnose why (laughs) why it makes you so (laughs) very upset because you're you're very upset
0: so angry i am so angry very angry but it might be the evil coming out in me see what i did there
1: god damn it dude (laughs) Yeah, let's uh, talk about evil. That's fine.
0: Uh, you're not going to like me on here. So uh, Evil is uh, the 10 o'clock show after, uh, once again, comedies question mark yeah, on sure. CBS.
1: We'll... <laughs> Kids are in bed. Why not? Whatever.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry, Mike Coulter, uh, who played Luke Cage on the Netflix series. Uh, yeah. Michael Emerson from Lost. Kurt uh, sure. Fuller's in it, who's been a bit player in a lot of shows. Uh, I, I love him in Psych as the medical examiner. Um. This one looks interesting. It's a, rel- a religious thriller, which I know it's probably just turns people off right away when you say that. Well, religious I, thriller. <laughs>
1: well, well, I I don't know about that because I, I I think um a lot of folks like The Exorcist, you know, folks like that uh them them uh uh Dan Brown books, you know, it's like the the yep. Tom Hanks movies, the the what is it? uh your uh, your Da Vinci Code and your Angels and Demons and yeah, the, there's something oddly uh, appealing about yeah, like like religious type thrillers especially if there's like naughty stuff in there like nudity or graphic violence and um i don't know where i'm going with that but yeah it just it it just seems (laughs) like to be a weird commonality i don't anyway this is not that
0: i I agree i agree but um excuse me let me uh let me just read the synopsis here and Well, we'll just read the synopsis and I'll give my take after that. Uh, Skeptical female psychologist Christian Bouchard joins David Acosta, who's training to be a Catholic priest and a blue collar contractor as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions and other extraordinary occurrences. Their job is to assess if there's a logical explanation or if something truly supernatural is at work examining the origins of evil along the dividing line between science and religion. I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. This is my lock of the year for best new show of the year.
1: What? Really?
0: I think so. Wow. The, the, the previews I keep seeing, it's kind of having the, uh, the mil- million little things effect on me. The more I see, the more I need
1: weird. Okay. Well then, I'll I'll just I'll just have to put a cap on the haterade then, and not not be so <laughs> obnoxious about it. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, it's just you know like 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 we were saying earlier that this type of material doesn't necessarily um, uh, appeal to me, and I I saw an extended preview, and it, it may have been the the same one. So um, so so the. The ending caps off with, uh, which is what I'm assuming is the end of the first episode. But basically, they're, you know, it's a, uh, um, uh, the, uh, um, oh, what, the, what the hell is his name? Michael Coulter. I, yeah. I kept, I almost tried to call him Luke Cage. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like it's like uh, Michael Coulter's character talking to one of the other characters, and it's like, okay, well, we have a new case, you know, something new to investigate. And it's like another demon. No, this is a miracle. And they're like, OK, well, hey, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Whew. Um, so, yeah. So they're like, hey, uh, skeptical lady, you uh, you want to uh, come with us? And she's like, yeah, I think I will fade to black and like I'm like fucking spoilers that's probably the end of the first episode but it it seems it for for my sensibility it seems a little ham-fisted because there's a lot of like you know talk about like belief and faith and science and 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 here's the thing this uh it feels very x-files to me it's like they they took the X Files blueprint of, you know, a believer and a skeptic and instead of investigating aliens, I'm I'm look, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Uh but <laughs> no, I, I I think that I think they're taking that blueprint and instead of monsters of the week, it's gonna be like, you know, demons of the week. And yeah. and that's fine. Um I I I think I think it's a cool format to explore, um. But I I don't think it's for me. Um. So, oh But man, I I kind of feel an obligation now to at least check it out. Uh. Since since it is since you are intrigued and it's your your padlock of the year.
0: Now I'm I'm gonna go full full disclosure here. It could go the complete opposite. I I am willing to accept that. Oh sure. If done right, this could be like a 10-11 season at least show for them. Oh yeah. With, without a question and it would be interesting every every season. There'd be something that would bring you back every year if it's done right. I'm hoping it is. Cuz it it looks good. Hm.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, it's it's a neat enough concept. Um so so I I'm not necessarily going to going to poo poo on that. Um I just don't know. And actual mileage may vary, but I don't know if Michael Coulter is that good as
0: an actor. Oh. Well, He's I mean, Luke Cage was one of the more popular uh, Netflix Marvel shows, wasn't it?
1: yeah it's and and it's a little polarizing and ironically enough, the criticism and I think that's where I, where I'm kind of pulling this from is uh, the criticism was always kind of at his feet it's uh, like gotcha. it's like the writing is great the the costuming is great, but yeah he's he's okay you know th- that kind of thing it's it, uh, it, it was always kind of like comma, but he's okay so gotcha. it's like you know uh fans would overlook it. But gotcha. so but but again, it's it it and here's the other thing to kind of uh strengthen your point. It's on CBS.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: and what does CBS like to do? They like to find a formula that gives you some meat and potatoes and something that they could churn out year after year in in a um a uh, pretty easily distilled formula. Um, I I agree with you, Dave. I mean that this. Uh, I think it's got potential if it does survive, if mm-hmm. it does last. And uh, and remind me because I I think you might have it in your stuff. Uh, what's it? What's it up against?
0: So evil is going to be going up against uh, How to Get Away with Murder and <laughs> Law and Order SVU over on NBC, which we'll uh, get to NBC here shortly. Copy that. Uh, as well as probably the last five, six minutes of the football game. If it's gone that long. Oh yeah. So not incredibly hard hitters. Like law and order. SUU is probably not appointment TV. It's more DVR TV at this point. Sure. Uh, Same with how to, how to get away with murder. I, I can't imagine there's too many fans left of that one. Yeah. I,
1: I I wouldn't even know anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But uh, since we did talk about Law and Order a little bit, we'll we'll go over to uh, Must See TV Thursdays over at NBC. Is that still a thing? I, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, I, I,
1: I was gonna say it's like I hope you're using quotes there because I I don't know if that's a thing anymore. But
0: no, oh, uh, wow, I know like, they tried to bring it back a couple of years ago when they brought back uh, Will and Grace and a couple other dead shows and and shows that shouldn't have been on there, but. Uh, the new the new anchor for NBC Thursdays is our uh sorry lead in is Superstore. I still need to yeah. go back and watch all these because this this looks like a cute little quirky show.
1: Yeah, I I agree, and I um yeah it, it's probably like one of the funnest shows I've never watched. Um, yeah. because yeah it 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 seems like a pretty neat concept, but yeah I've just for for whatever reason, and and I think I think originally it it didn't appeal to me because it, it maybe appeared to be too generic, but I think now that it's been going for a few seasons now, they, they've really kind of uh, dialed into what these characters are all about. And, and again, I, I likes me a good ensemble and, you know, it seems like, it seems like these folks generally uh, genuinely enjoy playing off each other. And it, and it looks pretty pal- uh, palatable there.
0: It does, and every time I see a commercial for it, I'm like, I need to check that out. Yep. Yeah. Next commercial comes out, I need to check that out. Next commercial, you get the point. It's like, yep. I think you had that problem with uh, Fresh Out the Boat. You said you like yeah. saw some episodes on a plane, and then I need to go watch that. Never did.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Still, still haven't.
0: Yep. Uh, Superstore is going to be followed up with uh, the first of two new shows on NBC Thursday's uh, Perfect Harmony starring Anna Camp and Bradley Whitford. I, I'm going to check it out. It it, it looks like it's going to be kind of fun.
1: It looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one about the uh, church choir and uh, Bradley Whitford has to like, you know, uh, pull the team together and make it all work. And yeah, it seems like it'd be fine.
0: Yeah. And Anna Camp's always been doing these kind of singing type shows and movies uh the pitch perfects of course uh she was a regular on uh true on the true blood for a little while so Mm -hmm. i mean she she, she's a she's got some range on her yeah uh agreed and
1: and very very on brand for her so and, and it's fine
0: oh yeah uh following up uh perfect harmony at nine is uh the the final season of the good place i forget have you seen this at all?
1: I haven't and and much like Superstore, it, it it's become clear to me that I, I need to watch it. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait until it's all done and then watch it all. Because from what I understand, there's there's a pretty good mythology that builds up and it takes twists and turns and um oh.
0: It does. It does. So <laughs> it is fantastic.
1: And, and and exactly. And I I've been hard sold on that uh, a few times, saying like, "Hey man, you gotta check it out." And yeah, I just I I came to it too late, and uh and and honestly, it looked just looked a little too goofy for uh for my taste. I'm like, I don't I don't need this. But uh but yeah, I mean like you know yourself and several others have said, it's like no, it's it it is that. But it's also more, and it's it's surprisingly deep and really good.
0: Oh, it is, and uh, yeah. Me and Becky were just looking for something to watch one night. We were like flicking through Netflix, and Good Place came on. And uh, I know you don't have Netflix, but they they're starting they started a thing a while back where if you like hover over a show on there, it plays like a preview automatically. Oh, sure. Um, and we were and we were watching that preview, and it's like okay, we got to see what the show's about, and then just binge from there and. Uh, it, it it, twists and turns is, is an understatement with what they go through with this. And and it's not just for the sake of doing it. There's reasons behind them, which makes it all that better. Gotcha. Very cool. So, uh, good place is going to be followed up with the other new show from, uh, NBC on Thursdays, Sunnyside, which for the longest time I only saw, they only showed like a little five second stinger, with a splash page with sunnyside and cal pen on there i thought it was about like a amusement park or a roller coaster cup type thing or something yeah i was completely wrong and i would have never guessed from that little stinger what that would have been about uh what it is uh i wrote down immigration comedy Uh,
1: is that what what it
0: is well so basically he is i'm guessing an out of work teacher or or like a freelancer who helps people but all these people who are coming together trying to get their citizenship hire him to help them pass the citizenship tests. hilarity ensues and stuff happens apparently
1: yeah that that's interesting and you know uh galpin's an interesting dude i um yeah i i i really like a lot of a lot of stuff that that he does, and I I wonder. So actually, so so I I I finally get to contribute something to the the podcast with with my rolled up uh, TV guide magazine. So yay, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because so far I haven't had anything to contribute. But anyway, so so um uh the caption says watch my show. Um, a- after a very funny scandal torpedoes his political career, former New York City councilman, uh, played oh. by Cal Penn, makes uh makes ends meet by tur- tutoring a diverse group of Queens residents, prepping for their U.S. citizenship test. Like you said, um, and then it kind of gets into like a quick Q and A. But um, uh, uh, Cal Penn is also. Um, an executive producer on this show. So that tells me that it's kind of kind of his baby. And so that I, I think I think that's kind of interesting as well because, you know, he obviously has a um a, a little bit of uh, actual political, uh, street cred you know having having worked in the Obama White House and mm-hmm. and and you know his work on on the designated survivor and you know some other stuff but yeah so so I mean so he's an interesting dude and I don't know it, it it's interesting because like we've we've talked about this show before and both of us were like ah, you know it's it's a. Uh, You know, kind of a heavy handed, you know, kind of like ripped from the headlines. Hey, let's, you know. uh, So apparently immigration is a hot button uh, topic, uh, really polarizing in the country. Now, let's make a comedy out of it. And feels kind of at first I thought it felt kind of tone deaf, but I think maybe I'm reversing position a little bit. I don't know if maybe it's as tone deaf as I as maybe I initially thought. What? uh, Oh, yeah. What do
0: you think? Are you? Pretty much from when I heard Cal Penn was in it, whatever it was, it could have been him kicking a baby. I would have watched it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's Cal Pan, like BAM like, <laughs> baby kicking. Oh man, oh man, gotta go, go to the White House now. <laughs> they go to the White House, that was but no, good. Uh, I, I'm, that was I'm in the good, same boat. Like he's an interesting dude, like you said, and he has all this experience, like the White House stuff. I think was kind of a a precursor to like a designated survivor type role for him which I am kind of hoping that that's how it played out like he was researching for that specific role but I I I was going to watch this regardless but I think this is going to take a much more different approach than what the previews make it seem. Yeah. Yes there's going to be comedy in it but there's going to be real issues and and real emotions at points too I think. I could see that from him. Oh
1: sure. Yeah, and and I think he's got the chops to handle that in in a in a deft fashion. That that's not um well I I can't say it's not going to feel heavy-handed because I bet you it will at times, but that's kind of okay too because you know it's 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 a subject that's important to him. So it's like I can you know I I I I can get down on some of that. Um I i might give this a watch i don't know
0: i'll give it a watch and um i'll definitely like report back to you to let you know maybe hey check this uh check this first one out see what you think i I think it might be a reality type thing yeah yeah for sure call the mike cyber radio voicemail hotline 231-224-MIKE And for you youngins that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231-224-6453. Get off my wall. All right, so that is going to be it for Thursday. Not much really on cable on Thursday that I found that was really worthwhile. So I guess we can move into Friday where there's absolutely nothing new on. (laughs) Wow. I think think that's the first time I've seen that, actually. Uh, A whole Mm -hmm. night where there's nothing. Well, I mean, technically, there's something new over on Fox. Uh, as we talked about in previous TV, either recaps or previews, uh, the WWE got Fox to pay a billion dollars for their uh, SmackDown show. That starts October 4th uh, on Fox with a giant celebration. They're bringing out pretty much all the big guns to uh, to celebrate this. Stone Cold's going to be there. Trish Stratus. Uh, I know they're trying to get The Rock. I don't know if they got him, but uh, Undertaker pretty much. Name a legend; they'll probably be there. Gotcha. (laughs) On that first episode, Um, have you seen any of the commercials that Fox has been pushing during the football games? Yes, and I'm liking it. Yeah, I like the approach they're going with it.
1: And and I tell you what, and so I I am a lapsed wrestling fan, Uh and um, this might be a gateway back in. Um, I, I and I and I know for, you know, true wrestling fans that, you know, WWE has not really been delivering what fans want for some time, you know, because um, I, I know both uh, yourself and Killing Spree and and other folks have kind of talked about how, uh, you know, the universe and WWE has kind of been in decline for quite some time. But. I tell you what, Dave. I, I, as as a civilian watching those commercials, it's like, oh, I think I might want to watch that because it's got it's got like that that kind of Fox Sports polish to it that okay. that, that you know is is consistent in like their football offerings and and I don't know. I, I can't really explain it, but it's like uh, me personally, and hopefully, you know, or at least in what. Fox is thinking you know there might be a bunch of other folks that you know maybe have been teetering on the fence I unfortunately I don't know if folks like yourself for Killing Spree or my buddy Nick or you know um, all all of the uh, wrestling fans out there they've been kind of more gravitating towards what AEW has been uh, offering recently and you Mm -hmm. know uh, certainly a lot of the other stuff I, I don't know if that's as much for you guys as it is perhaps for folks like me that, you know, uh, you know, grew up with Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestlers or whatever, or, you know, have, have a lot of like, you know, attitude era nostalgia or something like that. It's like, I, I think this, I think, you know, we we've talked a lot in different places about, you know, what, what WWE is going to do to kind of get fan attrition and how do they get new viewers and a new audience? I think it might be this.
0: And well, I, that was one of the, I don't want to say demands cause that sounds bad, but one of the, uh, the things that Fox wanted the most out of this deal was to present it as more sport than entertainment. Now, does that mean take the entertainment out? No, it doesn't, but they want it to be, more sports that way they can promote it on the football on baseball on uh whatever other sports they have they can have crossovers they can have the wrestlers come on to like uh nfl Fox sunday morning they can have them go on the world series broadcasts and vice versa i i don't see an issue with that i and i think it's a smart play especially given the new company that started that you uh, that you referenced AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling, because they're starting two days earlier. Their TNT show uh, Wednesday, October second. I forgot to mention that on the Wednesday nights. But oh sure. Uh, also with that, WWE has taken their network only show NXT, which is their quote unquote developmental territory. Which take that screw that developmental territory or not. They've blown the main roster out of the uh, water for the past two years, and any wrestling fan will back that up. But they're putting their weekly show on USA opposite of AEW on TNT. So we have basically the Monday Night Wars returning on Wednesday, with a new breed of wrestling. And then SmackDown, I think, is going to fill in that like middle ground where people like both. And then Raw is going to be like the entertainment aspect on USA. They're going to have all their bases covered, covered I think with those three shows on network TV now.
1: Very interesting. Or yeah.
0: network and cable I should say.
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, I mean, as as a fan that has kind of lapsed back and forth, um what what do you make of this? You know, good thing, bad thing. Um, kind of, kind of hit me with some scorching hot takes.
0: So, WWE is at a—I I don't even know if we can call it a slump anymore because it's been that fucking long right. that they've been down in the doldrums. The way they have tonight, for example. This is for reference. This is Monday, September sixteenth. Tonight's RAW had so many production issues. I thought it was an episode of my podcast, the Here For Podcast. If you've heard my podcast, you you understand what I'm talking about. Their sound was off, oh, okay. of the audio by five seconds at least. They were having graphics upside down. Now, there's that that might have been part of a storyline that they're doing with a character named Bray Wyatt, who is uh, I don't know if you've seen some uh, memes or or videos on the Twitterverse or anything, but he he's a uh, he's a creepy dude. He's a creepy clown dude, basically. Now, and he he has supernatural powers. Uh, a lot of people are trying to liken him to a new breed of the undertaker kind of, Ah, okay. um, but they're saying that that could have had something to do with it. It was storyline, but there was multiple graphics upside down on the screen. There was the audio issues. There was so many storylines that made zero sense tonight uh, that I have no idea how Vince okayed any of this. And it all has to run by Vince still. Uh, on SmackDown. down. There's been reports of him rewriting shows as they're going on because he didn't like what was put on paper beforehand or he changed his mind about something and rewrote, rewrote the entire show. I don't know any other entity that could survive like that. And I don't know any other entity that would want to survive like that.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd.
0: He's in his 70s. Yes, he has a lot on his plate right now. He has the relaunch of the XFL coming up here in about five months. He should go and do that. Leave the company to to Triple H, Stephanie, whoever. Let them run the company. You go play football. Go play with your football league that you just created. Go away now. Until that happens, I think we're going to be stuck with this. But with Fox making the the terms that they've made with this deal, Uh they paid a billion dollars for this, for this brand. They're not going to sit by and go, okay, do whatever. Just, just keep doing your 1.8, 1.9 ratings. We're fine with that. No, they're not. They're fucking Fox. They're, they expect fours, fives, maybe even sixes within a year. Right. It could happen, especially with the formula, like you described with those commercials. And if you've seen those commercials, you know what I'm talking about that, everyday people are uh, being able to like transform into their superstar. And then that, th- just that slogan, everybody's a superstar. That, I and, love like, it. and you have the, the, the cut quick cuts from like the superstars with the regular people. And it's, it's fucking brilliant. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the way that they branded that follow through with it. Now, let this, let, let the wrestling, let wrestling writers, write your shows, not soap opera writers, not reality TV writers. Let, wrestling writers come back, write your TV show, develop characters, develop storylines, develop matches that people want to see. People will flock back to you. You're on network primetime network TV. Now fucking use it. Don't fucking blow it. Vince.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and and it's something that, you know, for clarification, maybe it bears repeating here, but, everybody that i know that that has been excited by AEW and some of the other stuff and even like a lot of the local stuff cuz i know there's a a pretty uh a vibrant uh underground uh wrestling community here in the in the seattle area mm-hmm. uh but but everybody that i've ever talked to all they want is for the WWE to be better you know it it's not like Oh well, you know, uh, the the mothership can just eat a dick, and I I want this new stuff. It, I've never gotten a hint of that sentiment. It's always like, I'm upset that the uh that the main product isn't what it once was. Um, so I'm going to go somewhere else, hoping to get that that same charge from you know from somewhere else. And yeah, no, I I agree with you, Dave. It's like that. There's a, and and I feel that there's a very narrow window for them to nail this. I think I think the that first showing will say a lot because it'll have like you know all of the nostalgia. It's it's the episode after that one. You know what? Well, what are they gonna do? You know how how are they gonna keep folks like me? You know that well, that well, kind of thing.
0: They have the first two episodes already planned out. So the first episodes that that celebration, the move to Fox, they're also uh, coinciding it with the quote unquote 20th anniversary of SmackDown being a thing in general. They may have fudged the date on that, but that's all right. <laughs> um, oh, that's it fine. actually it actually started in April of '99, not or October. That's fine. But the second episode. So I don't know how familiar you are with. 2002 and on WWE, but do you remember them splitting the rosters up into individual rosters? Like they didn't have the same people on Raw that they had on SmackDown and vice versa. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, t- to an extent, sure.
0: So they're going to be doing a complete redo of that. the The second episode of SmackDown on October 11th is going to start a two night draft. First night on SmackDown, first night the uh, second night on Raw the following Monday, and once that's done. There's your SmackDown lineup. There's your Raw lineup. There shouldn't... They're they're claiming, and they've claimed this before, so I don't believe them, but they're claiming there will be no crossovers between the episodes. They're going to try and make them feel as different as possible, which they should do. I just don't believe it because we've been burned by this multiple times over the past 15 years. So, if you do watch that second episode, just be prepared for that. But they're going to if they do it like they've done in the past, they're going to explain it to the normies or the newbies in a way that you'll understand what's going on. And especially with it being Fox, they have football. They're going to know how to produce the draft element. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think, I, I think it, it's it's going to be really weird because like like we were talking about before, it's like, what audience are you trying to serve? Because I could feel like like folks like me probably need my hand held. You mm-hmm. know, it's like there's got to be a lot of hand holding. But I think in doing that, you, there's opportunity to alienate uh, fans, you know, other fans. I mean,
0: yeah, I, I can see that argument. But at the same time we've been conditioned as wrestling fans to know that when something like this is happening there's going to be a learning period for people coming in blind like when WCW was bought for example back in 2001 there's a lot of people that only watched WWF WWE they didn't watch WCW so they didn't know who these people were coming over so they had to like re acquaint them reintroduce them in the WWF WWE landscape I can see a similar thing with SmackDown going to Fox because they know that there's going to be people who are seeing these spots during the college football games, NFL games, etc. cetera. Oh, what's this? Wrestling's still a thing? I might check this out, see what's going on. They know that that's going to be a thing, and we as wrestling fans, for the most part, know that that's going to be something that's going to be happening as well.
1: Right, for sure, for sure.
0: But uh, that, the AEW stuff is going to be... Interesting as hell, especially with them going up against the developmental co- uh, company NHT on USA, which they're in a weird fucking place for that, by the way. So uh, last little bit of wrestling, then we'll move on to the rest of the Friday schedule. <laughs> and, uh, sure. Vince, for some reason, decided, hey, we need to put uh, our our show on on a TV station before AEW does two weeks before. OK, sounds sounds good. Oh, yep. well, we're going to put it at two hours. I don't know about that. Oh, but instead, oh, USA still has suits going on for two weeks. So we're going to show hour number one on USA. Then people are going to have to fire up their network and go watch hour number two on the network for those two weeks. What? Why, why are you doing that? It'll be it'll be good. Don't worry. People will, will watch it still. But if they don't want to, they can watch the replay on Thursday on the network all both both hours. that doesn't make sense vince (laughs) none of that makes sense whatsoever (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) cool that's a lot yeah so the next two weeks basically and it starts this week uh the 18th for if you want to watch nxt live you have to watch hour one on usa then flip over to the network and watch hour two (laughs) there's gonna be so much drop off after that first hour it's gonna be so bad (laughs) yeah definitely but yeah, uh, SmackDown is leading the way on Friday because, uh, good God, that Friday lineup on the rest of the <laughs> networks. Uh, we'll start on NBC with uh, with a show that should have ended probably three years ago. The Blacklist. We already mentioned it once. Yep. Why is this still a thing? Well, I, uh, I after what you told me, what the, the what the last cliffhanger was. Why is this renewed? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I don't even
1: know because, like, when we were talking about some of the other shows earlier, um, about there not being enough A story and, you know, not enough plot, the, the plot, the, the overarching plot of this show, The Blacklist, has been resolved like three different times already. You know, it's like in terms of like, you know, uh, what, you know, Raymond Reddington's uh James Spader's characters you know it's like you know the secret of his true identity it's like is is he her father is he not um so basically it was like he wasn't then he was and then it turns out that he he's a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude or some some such like that mm-hmm. and it's like and it's um it, to me it just feels more increasingly more and more ridiculous and the thing that i liked about the show when it first started was that it's basically like who better to uh capture supervillains than a supervillain because right. like all of all of like the 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 bad guy of the week had some kind of like um you know supervillain uniqueness to them And usually like a cool name, like the stew maker or, you know, it was always, it was always very gimmicky, but then like after that became kind of like, you know, monster of the week type thing, then they kind of started working more on the overarching story of, you know, it is this guy, uh, you know, her father and it's just, um, it's too overwrought, and it's one of those things where, like I said, it's like they, um, you know, they they kind of ran out of road, and then instead of ending the show, they've just decided to continue it. So it feels like um, I don't know. It, it it's th- th- for me there really isn't any kind of like excitement to it. I'm I'm kind of sort of low key hate watching it at this point. Um, in that I hate watching it. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but, uh, but the wife likes it and, and, um, yeah, it, it, there's uh, one of the things that I still kind of like is that they, they do some cool stuff with some of the supporting characters. Like, you know, there's like, uh, relationships that develop that are, you know, unconventional and really surprising. It's like, oh, so, uh, those two people are together. That's, that's kind of strange, but also kind of cool. Um, right. and you know, and, and so that, that's for me, that that's where the drama really comes from is in like the, uh, stuff that they do with the supporting cast as opposed to the main characters, like the, 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 the main, uh, female lead, um, um, Elizabeth Keene, uh, played by, uh, Megan Boone is her, uh, her character is unlikable in that there's um, she doesn't give me a reason to root for her. Um, but yeah, she, I agree there.
0: And, 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 and it's <laughs> I, I love this show for the first two two, three seasons. Sure. I now we talk about hate watching a lot. Yeah. yeah. hate watched Gotham quite a bit yep. <laughs> over the last couple of seasons. I couldn't do that with this as much as I wanted to. I'm like, it's going to get better. No, it's not. I I, I talked myself out of it every time. Yeah. And I was probably glad that I did from what you've told me uh, the last couple of seasons have been like. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And and it just just keeps getting worse.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's still on for some reason, though. So I I wonder what the A-plot is going to be this season.
1: Well, uh basically uh, uh spoilers uh the the cliffhanger ending was the uh right after uh the man that we knew as Raymond Reddington is is secretly or not secretly it was was the entire time a a KGB agent who took on Raymond Reddington's identity is is kidnapped and kidnapped and spirited away to To uh uh deepest russia and and so the season the new season presumably opens with some kind of stupid rescue mission or something maybe and, you'll
0: find jack bauer or something oh my god right
1: <laughs> good god but yeah no it's it's not it's not great no i uh, i can't well, i can't even yeah. recommend it anymore because like there there was a time where i was into it just based on Spader's performance because I I'm a Spader head. I, I, oh, yeah. um, and I like him chewing the scenery, but there's even a point where, um, in earlier seasons, he had kind of like, you know, kind of like apoplectic type of, uh, uh delivery, you know, very deadpan, very dry. Um, but now he just comes across as bored and yeah. it, and it's, it's, yeah frustrating
0: well the one thing about james spader and i think this is about the time i got off the blacklist wagon was when he was in age of ultron all i could think of was they're fighting raymond uh uh (laughs) yeah yeah totally in in the movie because it's it was the same deadpan uh speeches the same uh mind games Uh Uh uh, they brought the blacklist to the avengers wow exactly (laughs) and
1: i remember being super excited about that i'm like this is gonna work turns out that movie kind of sucks
0: yeah, but, uh, uh, but but anyway. following uh, the blacklist for some odd reason. Uh, Dateline at 9 p.m. on NBC, then local news at 10 or 11, whatever I don't know. <laughs> Who watches Dateline anymore besides seniors? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, CBS, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CBS has the uh, the Hawaii block, Hawaii Five O, and Magnum PI back to back, eight nine o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: yeah. And so, okay, so so real quick, like I um, I I I liked Hawaii Five O when it first came out, and and it's really what it is. So okay, here's the deal: it is a CBS cop drama. So yeah. it's just like every other show we've already mentioned it. So I'm not necessarily hitting new material here, but You're it CBS it, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. But one of, one of my standout surprises from last season is I, I find Magnum no comma PI to actually be quite fun. It's, it's once you, if you can look past and let go of the fact that it's not Magnum PI, it's fine. You know, if they had called it something else, um, you know, like, uh, uh well, Magnum No Comma Pi or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I was trying or, to be,
0: or not Magnum Pi. Yeah, it, yeah. If they
1: <laughs> if the title of the show was not Magnum Pi, oh, that would be kind of awesome. That would uh, but, be actually.
0: But anyway, <laughs> I'd watch it, then, it,
1: yeah, because like I mean. It, it it's got like the same kind of uh narrative trope of of magnum p i but he's a very different character and it's and it has kind of the same hawaii five o energy in that like it's it it's a team show you know it's like you know he's got his buddy that's the helicopter pilot and he's got his buddy that you know can can get all the gear that they need and and there is kind of like a uh um uh ex-soldier uh veteran angle that they take on it that that I actually really kind of appreciate that I don't know was it part of the original uh show or not I, I I'll, I'll confess I I can't quote uh you know theme and verse of of Magnum P.I. the original it's like I you know I you know i i only have vague memories and impressions of it i'm not a student of the show so i i'm i'm more forgiving when it comes to a, a i guess maybe a new interpretation of it but it, it, i i got to say it it's fun and the uh um uh, everybody in it is pretty good um so i mean it, it's a light recommend um and and now that that it's kind of got its legs under it and we're going into season two. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we start leaning a little harder into the uh uh connection between that and the Hawaii 50 in- universe because like some of the um uh supporting characters have kind of gone back and forth. There's there's like a, a medical examiner character that's that's uh that's part of both shows. Uh so they're so they've already kind of seeded um uh that that connectivity um so gotcha. it it wouldn't surprise me if at some point during the season they kind of do like a crossover episode and it, it can't be any worse than than the time that they crossed over that uh macgyver show with uh with wow. hawaii Five O. that that was just wretched but yeah i mean it could be uh, fine
0: well i think the the thing because i still haven't gotten uh one episode of this under my belt. Um and I think the reason for that is the look of it. I I, I know it's by the same I wanna say producers of it, but it's too fast, too furious for me. Ah, yeah, sure. I, I
1: I could see that. And and I can't even say you're wrong because I mean, well, Hawaii five O has that aesthetic also.
0: And I'll I i i have seen some Hawaii five oh, I don't think it's as bad as the clips I've seen from Magnum. It may have, like, tailed off in later episodes, but that first episode, like, that that first trailer always sticks out to me as, like, oh. the, the first impression, obviously. And just seeing the, the Fast and the Furious-type stunts and stuff with the cards, it's like, nope, you keep that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? And, and like I said, I, I wouldn't fight you on that, but if you did want a... Light recommendation if you find yourself somewhere that has CBS uh, stuff that you can watch, give the second episode a shot.
0: Okay, because I will, yes. I will try that. Skip, I mean, is the first episode, the first I mean, one. normally it's necessary, but like, is it less necessary than normal or the right amount of necessary to continue with the show? If that makes sense,
1: um, I, I famously didn't like the first episode. By the time I got to the second and third episode, I was like, you know what? This is kind of okay. I see what you're doing. Okay. And and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe there's like a little bit of plot that, that you miss out on, but it's, it's not worth it because of how um, repellent that first episode is. It's not good. Um,
0: well, maybe it could be a good thing because then that can make two and three not seem as bad as one. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. And, and
1: it's a CBS show. I mean, because I mean, the, the one thing that's really good about CBS shows is that you can pick it up at any time and be okay. In fact, you could that- pro- you could probably watch the 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 upcoming season premiere and be okay.
0: Okay. Uh, well, so not much happened in season one, basically. Like as far as like jumping season to season, there wasn't like a major cliffhanger. I need to to watch the end of season one for basically.
1: Not, not that I'm aware of. Not that I can think of.
0: Okay. Um, well, I know we won't be seeing Tom Selleck do a cameo on there because his show is still on Blue Bloods, and that would get confusing.
1: That would be very confusing. <laughs>
0: Especially since it's on right after P.I. at 10 p.m. on Fridays on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that, that pretty much ends the CBS night. Uh I know it's we've been recording for about almost five hours now. We we started recording before we uh actually started recording, if that makes sense. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say uh, so I we're wonder- gonna
0: kinda rush through Friday here. Yeah. I, I
1: wasn't sure if I was looking at that correctly. I'm like, does that say four and a half hours? Jesus it Christ.
0: Does. It does. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, and just whip through CW because nobody cares about Charmed or Dynasty because <laughs> those are still things. Right. I, I, I keep hearing good things about Charmed. I don't want to give it the time of day just because it's not it's not the power of three. It's not uh, the same family. They should not have the Book of Shadow, Shadows and the story. <laughs> Very good. But, uh, but uh, ABC has the, uh, the American Housewife coming back at eight, followed by Fresh Off the Boat. And that weird little comedy hour is followed by 2020 for two hours.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. That's fine. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I I don't get that. I think they did that last year, too, if I remember right. But uh, it's just it seems like it's in hell because all that's going up against SmackDown for two hours. Like I said, I think that's going to be your winner in the ratings war, at least on network TV, at least for the first month or two until something happens that pisses somebody off and they pisses the fans off. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and then Saturdays, nothing big goes on football on ABC and Fox, uh, college football. And then you got some, uh dateline mystery and crime time on NBC and CBS respectively. Uh, at 8 PM. We did it. Wow. We, got through, we got through it.
1: We did it. We did it. Very right, cool. It,
0: Hopefully the Gremlins are gone, and we'll have to do it for a third
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, we're not doing it a third time.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. If this doesn't work, sorry guys, no third annual TV episode. Exactly, but no, but yeah. no. Um, I think we should probably do uh, what we had planned for after this, mm. probably for another episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. the, the streaming stuff and, uh, and a uh, new streaming de- uh, platform coming that I'm sure you all know about.
1: Oh, yeah. Disney Plus is coming and it's so exciting.
0: Yes. So we, we may have a more in-depth, detailed episode about that as we get closer to launch date. Yeah. I know we were talking about that. Uh, pre-show so we we might throw something together for that well
1: and, and that's not until november so it's yeah it's, we got time yeah it's, exactly it, it's fine uh but uh um I, I guess real quick just something to tantalize folks with uh i just saw just saw a story uh, very recently about all of the uh various marvel animated series that are going to be available on Disney plus on day one, including uh, the 1990s X-Men cartoon and the nineties uh, Spider-Man cartoon along with Spider-Man is amazing friends from the eighties and all kinds of other cool stuff as well. So um, man, I, I, I keep telling you, Disney has got it figured out. It's so weird. It's like, I, I almost want to give them more money. You know, cause it's like it's like you've already got me with the six ninety nine subscription price. I'm here for the Mandalorian. I'm here for all the the Marvel stuff. But it's like they keep backfilling the the back catalog. Making it so robust, it's like it's like no, no, I I don't need any more. It's like you know, it's like uh, I, I'm I'm winning over here and winning over there, and I'm sick of winning. <laughs> or,
0: or, I, I or only something. have so many hours in the day. I cannot watch this all as much as I want to all at once. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a there's a lot of that. Uh, so yes.
1: so we'll uh, we will definitely unpack that at a uh, um, at a later time. But uh, um, but for now, I think we are I. Think think we are plenty tired and i'm sure you are as well uh if you made it if you made it this far our eternal thanks thank you so much for uh (laughs) hanging out with us um dave very briefly uh would you uh, uh tell folks about here for it and where uh we can find it on the internets and how can we connect with you out on the social medias
0: Sure. Uh yeah, I'm uh, the producer for the Here for It podcast. It's a wrestling centric podcast with a little bit extra thrown in, uh pop culture wise. Uh we just dropped an episode actually today on the sixteenth of September about video games, uh starring Sean, Zach, and uh special guest Brian Holt. So go check that out on all streaming uh providers, uh we even on iHeartRadio. Oh wow. Ooh. Yeah, so uh basically Apple Podcasts, I almost called it iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio app, pretty much everything if, if it streams, we're there. Uh, just search here for it. The spelling on that is H E A R. You can also search for us on Twitter at Here for it Pod, or on Facebook, Facebook.com dot slash HFI Pod, and then uh, you can also leave us a voicemail on our voice messaging service at Anchor. Uh, sorry, Anchor slash uh hfi slash message leave us a voicemail we might use it on a future episode and answer it for you
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, uh, you know, I I listened to your uh, summer movie uh, recap uh, blockbuster extravaganza and really liked it. So, um, you you know, uh, uh, fans of Mike Seibert Radio, uh, basically check out here for it. It's it's kind of the you know, I I think I've talked about this in a few other uh, different. So so my podcast is Transformers Adjacent Pop Culture. I think yours is a pop culture adjacent wrestling podcast. It, i i think that would be kind of the best way to put it where yeah where you know it's 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 not specifically entirely wrestling but it, it's definitely kind of the thrust of it so
0: yeah wwe hasn't given us much to talk about so we've been finding topics uh we're gonna be like hardcore full bore into wrestling come october 2nd and beyond so uh keep an ear out for that
1: <laughs> very cool all right and that will do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and hanging on all the way through uh we we always know these episodes go long, but uh but here we are um and if you want to listen to any of our past shows subscribe on SoundCloud Apple Podcast Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts like share rate and review the show it really does help Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders thank you Dave for all of those uh uh cool sounders oh actually speaking of uh really quick shout out to you producer Dave um uh i i i was talking to somebody very recently and they're like hey you know all of like you know like your your voicemail sounders and the and the mailbag and stuff that that stuff all sounds really good i'm like hey man that that's all producer dave awesome. um <laughs> I'll so, thank you for that <laughs> so yeah so i i've i've heard some uh, good listener feedback and folks really seem to dig it so uh, mike Cybert radio is produced by dave sanders my name is mike
0: my name is dave
1: this has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices.
0: And be good humans better than us. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at radio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.